Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. We are all set. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into episode number 564 of Underground Sports Philadelphia, presented by the City of Vineland. It's KB and Matt coming at you from Underground Studios. We got a lot to dive into from the fight and fills to NFL roster cutdowns. And the the Sixers stink just continues to uh, infiltrate anywhere they go. Um, so we'll dive into all that, plus the union. Uh, getting set for another MLS scheduled match um, against Toronto, so we'll dive into that as well. Uh, but before we get into everything, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at Underground PHI on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Facebook.com slash Underground Sports PHI. You can follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castorina. You can follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you decide to consume your audio version of podcasts from. Uh, it's the it, it helps us exponentially. It helps us grow uh, this thing to to new levels that we want to take it to. And you know, if you want to see us succeed, subscribe to the podcast on uh, your favorite audio platform. Which I mean, right now we're inside the top fifteen hundred of sports podcasts in the United States. So that's pretty dope. Um, so let's keep climbing those charts and go subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Leave a five-star rating and review. And subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes of this show twice a week. You get full video episodes of every podcast on our network. Uh, clips, live streams, original video content, all of it goes on our YouTube channel. We're currently at 533 subscribers on that road to 600 and of course on that road to a thousand so go subscribe youtube.com slash at underground sports philadelphia and this show as always presented by the city of vineland and the city of vineland municipal calendar features city organized city sponsored and city affiliated events that are of public interest the calendar which is accessible at vinelandcity.org is a good way for residents and visitors to build awareness remain engaged with city government and participate in local events. You can also follow the City of Vineland on social media via their Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube pages. Through these tools, you can stay connected to the community and get important announcements about programs and services offered by the city. Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. And big thank you to Security 21 Security Systems and Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated for their continued support of this podcast. What's going on, Matt? Living the dream. We uh, we took in Shohei Otani last night. We took in five home runs by the Phils. Uh, unfortunately, Phils couldn't get the series sweep once again. Um, but seven and two homestand, not too shabby. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to kind of wrap up the month of August, just about. And what a fantastic August it was uh, for the Phillies. They really 
turned on the heat, turned on the home runs. <laughs> I would, Last night in between today, I don't know, like felt like seven or eight home runs uh, added yeah. to the tally. Uh, so it's been good, uh, you know, and, and like we've been talking about, the other teams in the wild card have not been able to, to keep up even a, a 500 pace. So um, they've not only booted some teams out of the wild card with some of their play, uh, but have given themselves a nice cushion as we, we turn the page into September. So yeah, it's, it's been a, a good homestand and brings you into a, a final month where, like we said, you know, you have the potential to do something the Phillies have not been able to do, which is one, clinch the playoffs maybe with like a week or, or, or <laughs> maybe even sooner. two. Yeah, maybe even sooner. Um, but that also obviously gives you the advantage of being able to set up your lineup a little bit. Um, you know, you're not caught between either two, like having uh, too much rest. You know, that's definitely a concern coming into the playoffs. Sometimes you don't want to be rusty necessarily, but uh, you are probably going to be able to give guys an extra off day or two, which is helpful. I do think that is beneficial at, at the end of a, a long season. So it's been a, a great homestand. Um, I think it's exactly what they needed. They, they went out and performed in a way that was very good. They still have some crucial series coming up uh, against wildcard teams, but they beat the teams like we've wanted them to do and, and like they've done a lot this season if, you know, we can give them their, their credit. Uh, the Angels, a team really struggling. Uh, they almost sweep them and uh, they play well against the Cardinals as well. Um, those are good results all the way around. Yeah, and looking at uh, the wild card right now, the Phillies uh, magic number, I believe, is 27. Um, that's pretty fun. Wait, what was it again? 27 to clinch the top wild card. Yeah. Um, I could see, I mean, you know, you look at uh, just like the teams still in the wild card. It, the Padres are, I, I think, are just completely out of it. Marlins are falling out of it. Um, if they're not careful, I think they're they're going to have a hard uh, hard time to to make it back into the race. Um, so you're kind of losing losing a team about every week and a half right now. <laughs> so, you know, we we could get this uh pretty shaved down soon. Yeah, and I mean you look right now the the Phillies at 74 and 59 after today's loss. I mean, they're on pace for 91 wins. Yeah. And I mean, last year we thought was magical fun you know they go on the run to the world series two games shy of the world series kind of feels like this team's like just a bit better in some aspects more so than others um you know the bullpen not great today but um this team is just clicking on a lot of cylinders right now and if they can just keep it pushing into september and october which seems to be their status quo um where they just get hot down the stretch we could be in for quite the fall uh, between the Phillies and the Eagles. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very similar to last year. And then the, the Sixers come along and ruin it all. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. But, yeah, I, I think in, in general, um, you know, the vibes around this team are very good uh, and just feel – I don't know. There's, there's, it does feel like a little bit of, uh, of promise and hope. And didn't have this this time last year, you know, because – I think everyone's just kind of anxious about getting back into the playoffs. Um, obviously, again, you know, with the National League not being uh, as strong, even a little weaker than last year when the Phillies, you know, squeaked in as, as the last wild card. Um, so they're, they're, they've definitely been had more dominant stretches, I think, than they did last year. And, and I think, again, like you said, with the World Series run, it does feel like you you have that kind of under your belt. And I think the fans recognize that as well. And, you know, there's a there's just a belief there that, that wasn't there last season. Yeah, and the Phillies' overall number to clinch just a playoff spot is 24. 
Yeah. So they're they're right there. Month of September is going to roll in. It's it's not an easy month. Um, you know, you, you have a weekend series in Milwaukee. That's going to be potentially a, a precursor to a playoff series, um, especially with who's getting the starts in game one with Wheeler and Peralta um, on Friday night. So going to be a, a nice test for the Phillies. The Brewers have been hot lately too, so looking forward to that series. Um, but to kind of put a, a bow on – this this homestand too i mean it's brought to you by our pals over at phi apparel company you want to gear up for red october you want to gear up for the eagle season and uh stand out while doing so go to our friends at phi apparel company they've got the best and most exclusive philadelphia sports merch that nobody else is going to have plus you can get your underground sports philadelphia podcast merch uh, as they are our exclusive partners uh for all of our merch Go to phiapparel.co, use code UNDERGROUND, and you get 10% off any and all merch orders. It's the most effective and direct way to support everything we're doing here at Underground Sports Philadelphia. So go get your merch at phiapparel.co and use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off your order. Um, I I did uh, what I dubbed the bender at the bank, three straight (laughs) games, uh, going to citizens bank park i now understand why it's a grind uh for 162 games because three was like holy moly i am feeling it um we got to see shohei otani in person which i think is uh something everybody should do and uh like we said the phillies bats came to life 59 home runs in the month of august which i believe is tied or standalone third most in a singular month since 1904 (laughs) only behind uh, the 2019 New York Yankees, who had like 74 in June. And then this past June, the Braves had 62. Nice. Good to good to be in that company. Good company there. Um, and then today, Bryce Harper gets the job done and hits career home run number 300. Yeah, very cool uh, milestone for him to reach. Uh, it's nice that he did it as a Philly, too. I think he's... <laughs> Again, you know how they do the uh, like the master class uh, things. He needs one on pandering because yes. he should just teach every athlete when they go to a new city uh, just how easy it is to endear yourself to other uh, the people by just lying. <laughs> um, although some of it does seem genuine, but yeah, he uh, obviously fantastic from him, and it's good to see him. You know, we were worried about him coming in the season, what kind of impact he could have. You know, the injury that he has, even though maybe don't typically associate it with an issue with hitting still like don't love it but the fact that he's been able to to turn it on especially the last few weeks it's felt like he's gotten really back into form um that's a good sign pointing forward for the phillies this time last year by the way august 30th phillies were 72 and 58 so a little above the pace um there you know obviously like one more in the the loss column but uh, what that's like a game and a half up on last year's phillies um the Mets last year on August 30th, 82-48. and 48. Quite the uh, quite the turnaround. Uh, Gotta love that. Mets. And, I mean, you know, we, we go to the game last night, and on our way, the Angels, you know, just wave a quarter of their roster. In bizarre. I don't, um, don't really see that that much. No. Uh, especially, I... <laughs> I gotta say, it does not bode well for the uh, the Otani race if you're if you're conceding, you know, before September. That and it just all makes over. everything you did at the trade deadline look that much worse. Especially since you waived one of the guys that you got at the de- or two of the guys that you got at the deadline. Um, 
you know, to swoon Otani into staying and you gave up your number two and number three prospect for Giolito and he's on waivers now. Uh, Hunter Renfro just um, just to stay at Citizens Bank Park. Yeah, we saw you can hit a home run today. Um, that's all I needed to see. Um, he, Grichik, Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez, all on waivers from the Angels right before the game. Um, just a, a disaster class by the Angels to say the least. Would you want any of those players? Obviously, you know Renfro can can hit the long ball, but do any of the other players kind of intrigue you for this Phillies roster? Yeah, we were, we were talking about this uh, yesterday. Um, I would take Giolito, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think you could uh, you could inter- interest me in Grichuk. I, I think honestly, like I I wouldn't be picky at all. I, I think if you can find even just a guy on the margins to help you through the rest of September, even if you don't necessarily believe that it's a playoff, uh, like impact player which i don't know how many of those guys are really like really pushing you uh to like a new level uh, mm-hmm. besides just giving you i think an extra option um so yeah i, w- I would be interested in just about everyone <laughs> on the waiver list there and i mean i think i've seen enough of rodolfo castro this year to uh fill my quota on rodolfo castro appearances Gene Segura, my, you know, we know he went to the Bryce Harper School of Pandering because his most recent Instagram post is him posing with his extremely cool dog in a Philly uh, t-shirt. Yeah. The He's like, Dave, cool. just come get me, please. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I don't see what difference would that make, honestly. I mean, Gene hasn't played it in, what, a month? I don't think he would be much worse than Rodolfo Castro at this point. No, but um, I I don't think I don't think he's back. No. Um, I I because really I think the only thing Gene gives you is hitting, and even that I think there are guys on this team that do that better. And I just I don't know that uh, it makes a lot of sense outside of just nostalgia, <laughs> just feeling kind of nice. But I don't officer think of the vibes, yeah. I think the vibes are pretty good as they are. They are. You know, I, I think uh, it's hard to say that the, the vibes are bad at the moment. Uh, um. I mean, a seven and two home stand is is phenomenal for this team, and like you said, you know they they keep pushing back the the rest of the wild card teams. You know, we kick San Francisco out of the wild card, and they've just been spiraling ever since. Um, they're kind of tied now with uh, Arizona in the wild card um, after the the last stretch of games that they had, and Arizona's like one and nine in their last ten. Yeah. Um, against the uh the Dodgers who they're playing tonight so they could slip out of the the wild card uh after their game tonight uh but it does feel like it's kind of shaping up to be Phillies and Cubs Phillies Cubs yeah that'd be uh that'd be a good series Cubs have uh turned it on I mean post trade deadline they did they didn't move guys you know they, they bet on themselves to to push for the wild card um division's not gone for them Totally either. You know, the only three games back. Uh, I'm sure that they they must have at least one more series against the Brewers uh, before the end of the season. They do. In fact, it's the final series of the season, so uh, they could theoretically uh, could be the Brewers even. You know, um, but yeah, it, it's it's going to be a tight race all the way to the end. I think for um, for seeding the Phillies, I think should do the the smart and correct thing, which is just continue winning. I think yes. that's if you have that option, you should do that. I think that's. I don't know why more sports teams don't do that, but. Uh, I do think home field advantage for a wild card series would be really beneficial uh, to the Phillies. Um, you know, they have uh, just 
like a lot of teams, of course, have a great home and away split. Uh, so I, I would uh, I would enjoy if they're uh, able to do that for us. Third best record uh, at home in the National League this year, just behind the Braves and the Dodgers. And I mean, Matt, if it does end up where uh, the Cubs win their division, Milwaukee gets in as a, as a wild card, Phillies, Milwaukee. Where have I heard that story before? Followed up by a potential second round matchup against oh, the LA Dodgers. Where have I heard that story before? We get our uh, we get our our Victorino Grand Slam to a Matt Stair. Who who would be the Victorino Grand Slam, and who would be the Matt Stairs of this team? It's t- it's tough, you know, because you don't have yeah you don't have pitchers anymore hitting, but it's got. Marsh gives me the Victorino. Marsh, definitely. Especially same kind of Is he as position. wholesome as Victorino, though, you know? Like, I think uh, he's... he's Victorino uh, has the kind of charm about him. Marsh is the, the chaotic good yes. of uh, Victorino. Yeah, uh, Victorino's neutral Personality good. charts. Is neutral good, and yeah, I would say Brandon Marsh is chaotic good. Um, I don't know who our mad stairs would be. That's a hard analog to make these days. Um, it's got, it's kind of has to just be someone that you don't expect really to, to go out there and do that. Ah, struggling with that one. Jake Cave. <laughs> I mean, that would, if Jake Cave is seeing pitches. Cave sends one into the night. That would be something else. <laughs> I tell you that. That would be something else. I mean, we could potentially face the Rays in the World Series. Yeah. It's not <laughs> It's not out of the question. And it no, it's not an election year. Never mind. It's not an election year. That's that's the only thing. Would be pretty wild. Yeah. I think the and I mean the only difference would be uh is that you're playing in the wild card round, so right. you'd well, have to play a NLCS against World's a little different now. Yeah. World's a little different. I mean, also Victorino vibes would be, uh, I think, Edmundo Sosa. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, but overall, uh, a great homestand for the Phils as they get set for a road trip now um, against Milwaukee and San Diego. Just got to win. Don't let San Diego play spoiler to you and just go out and at least take two out of three from the Brewers. I think that's the the key there and just win the series and, and keep this thing rolling. Um Let's take a look at the NL East and, of course, MLB run differentials across the board. Um, Brought to you by our pals over at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. They now have their app. Go download the app in the App Store or Google Play. Uh, Check out all the sunglasses, blue light glasses, prescription lenses, everything in between that you need for outside when you're going and watching the fills, getting ready to watch the birds. Uh, or if you're watching them on your TV. And when you go to check out, use promo code USP for 25% off at TomahawkShades.com or in the Tomahawk Shades app. That's code USP for 25% off from our pals over at Tomahawk Shades. Matt, looking at the NL East, the Braves at 86-45. and 45. They've scored 763 runs on the year for a plus 231 run differential, which is the best in baseball. Uh, by far then uh the 74 and 59 philadelphia phillies in second place have scored 650 runs and have a plus 73 run differential the miami marlins even steven at 500 coming back down to earth like we said they would 
still have scored the fewest runs in the division by a wide margin and have a negative 57 run differential on the season. A new team in fourth place, the stolen franchise, Washington Nationals. 62-72 and 72 on the year. They've scored 580 runs, which is the third most in the division, but they have a negative 102 run differential. Great. And then in last place, holding down the basement, the 60-73 and 73 New York Mets. 576 runs scored, a negative 41 run differential, and it is just a beautiful sight seeing them in last place behind the Washington Nationals, behind the Marlins, and nowhere close to a playoff spot. 22 wins off their pace last year. That's shocking. I mean, that's – you got the chance to maybe, what, like 30 off last year's? That's a massive drop. That's more than just uh, we kind of had bad luck. Like, that's that's almost like you sold your uh, two most expensive uh, (laughs) pitchers. At the trade deadline. It's almost like you did that. That's crazy. It's almost like trying to blame the season on the World Baseball Classic was just yeah, an I excuse. Sure, sure Diaz's injury is, the, is totally the reason why you um, lost 22 more games this year. Did you see they, uh, the Mets fans booed Max Scherzer in his return. They gave him a tribute video, and they booed throughout the entire video. It's hilarious. I mean, thing. I don't know what, like, I will say it's weird to give someone a tribute video that wasn't, like, he was just a free agent signing and never won anything there and wasn't even there that long either. No. Like, he was just a very good player that played there for two only, years. Yeah, two years. Like, kind of weird to give a tribute video off the top, but I guess, again, you're the Mets, so yeah, nothing else. But I don't know. It's It's a weird... Weird to give someone a tribute video for that. Like, Ohapi and uh, and Mickey didn't get one last night. I mean, they were actually, like, you know, like from our system. Mickey did get his ring today. Mickey did, yeah. But I just, you know, I, it, it's, I just, I think tribute videos should really only be for certain players on certain yeah. occasions. I, I don't know. Like, what highlights are you even showing? I think you got to be there a minimum five years. Did he even have a playoff win? No, he he got pulled in the, yeah. the game against the Padres. Like, what do you what highlight are you showing? I don't I don't even understand the highlight they're showing. Remember is when he his beat up on eyeball. the Rockies that one game in July? Yeah, he was dealing that night. His one eyeball is the one highlight of Max Scherzer's <laughs> I think career. They I hope they had his September collapses on there. They have those. <laughs> It'd fall apart. Frank like Grisham blasting home runs off of him. Come on, that's embarrassing. Even for the Mets, that's embarrassing. <laughs> It's so nice seeing them in last place. It's what they deserve. Ugh. The uh, yeah. <laughs> they saw the Yankees sucking the show. <laughs> Actually, we're gonna do the same. They just they, they can't stop themselves. Copy my homework, but change it a little bit. Yeah, that's the Mets and Yankees. Um, it's crazy too. You know, talking about kind of collapses where it felt like the Reds were gonna be a team that were gonna be in the mix, and they've kind of fallen off the face of the earth quite a bit. They're still three games over five hundred. Still kind of in the mix, but. Doesn't doesn't really feel like their uh, their playoff hopes are are too strong right now. They have a negative twenty seven run differential by being three games over five hundred. That's a team that I was kind of disappointed they didn't do anything at the deadline, just for baseball's sake and having like the the spark that they've had with 
all these young players and then just old man Joey Votto coming back to life. Yeah. Um, Cubs and Brewers holding it down, though, in the NL Central. Um, and then in the NL West, the Dodgers with a plus 163 run differential. And then you have the, the tail of the, the two second-place teams, the Diamondbacks and Giants, both 69 and 64. Diamondbacks have a negative 14 run differential, and the Giants have a plus three run differential where – Shout out to Gabe Kapler, just wasting Alex Cobb's arm last night. 131 typical. pitches to just not get the no-hitter. It's typical. <laughs> Which is hilarious from Mr. Uh, Analytics, too. But so good. You'd love to see it. Uh, Reds, not a, not a terrible schedule. You know, they, they they have a really important series against the Cubs coming mm-hmm. up, four games at home. That's, that could uh, make or break their season. Uh, honestly. But then after that, they get the, uh, the Mariners, Cardinals, Tigers, Mets, well, Twins, Pirates, Guardians, and finish the season against the Cardinals. Those are winnable. Yeah, outside of the Mariners and you know those, maybe the Twins. A lot of those teams have nothing to play for. You're you're probably facing uh, September call up guys. Like mm-hmm. you got a got a good shot at you. You play above five hundred through September. You got a shot at wild card here. And I mean, speaking of the Mariners, talk about a team that did like the complete opposite of the Angels. They trade their closer at the deadline, don't do too much else, and have been one of the best teams in baseball and are now in first place in the American League West. Yeah, you love to see it. They've knocked the Texas Rangers out of first place, uh, and it is now a three-team race in the AL West between the Mariners, the Astros, and the Rangers. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty tight. Pretty tight there. Mariners now have a plus 108 run differential. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10. Astros uh, at 77-58. and 58 in a effective tie for first place uh, in the AL West with a plus 103 run differential. And then the Rangers at 75 and 57 have a plus 174 run differential. The Oakland A's though, 39 and 95. They've only scored 483 runs this year. They've given up 791 for a negative 308 run differential on the year. We hardly knew ye. The Kansas City Royals have joined the A's in the 700-plus runs against club with 718. And sitting in last place, the only team under 500 in the American League East, the New York Yankees at 64-68, and 68, who are calling up 20-year-old Jason Dominguez for their game tomorrow. Uh, how the mighty have fallen. Hilarious. It's a beautiful thing. Um, Baltimore still in first place in the AL East, followed by the Rays, uh, who have a plus 183 run differential. And then uh, the the American League Central is just a nightmare outside of uh, the Twins, who are barely holding on. Dominguez spells his name with two S's. I hate that. Yeah. And he's the Martian? Is that what they call him? Is that his actual nickname? Uh, Sounds very. So, that's what this article says. The Martian is ready to land in the Bronx. What? I will say the kid is very, very good. Uh, oh sure. The Martian seems uh, preemptive. Uh, the five foot nine, hundred ninety pound switch hitter has drawn comparisons to the likes of Mickey Mantle and Bo Jackson, among others. No pressure. Among others, what are the others? Babe Ruth. Barry Bonds, like what Shohei do you mean? Otani? Yeah, what do you mean among others? What does that mean? You don't start with like 
one of the best baseball players ever and one of the best pure athletes ever. He'd be like, among others. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we just set the expectations there. Jesus. That's like, uh, I saw this pop up on my timeline the other day because somebody was doing a, a comparison chart. Did, did you ever see this uh, David Montgomery running back comparison yes. image? Hilarious. One that of my is absolute, so funny. One of my absolute favorites. Like, they called him Frankenstein. Yeah. The feet of Saquon Barkley, the vision of Le'Veon Which Bell. Which is hilarious because it's, you could say footwork, but the feet of Saquon Barkley just makes it sound like they have the same feet. Like, there's no... <laughs> same shoe size. Same shoe size. Bunion on the left foot. <laughs> vision of Le'Veon Bell. Well, Le'Veon Bell did not have good vision because he sat out an entire year and uh, lost a lot of money, so his vision's terrible. He's the reason running backs are trying to unionize. <laughs> Uh, the strength of Ezekiel Elliott, which I mean, is even more hilarious when you remember Ezekiel Elliott's final play in a Cowboys uniform. It's getting pancaked. Uh, and then the athleticism of now retired Tony Michelle. That's a terrible <laughs> comp. What are we doing? God Almighty! Yes. I don't remember the Sony Michelle part of that. I remembered everyone else. I did not remember the Sony Michelle part of that. that where the hell did that come from? <laughs> the athleticism. There are like of Sony Michelle. twenty running backs that I can name off the top of my head right now that I would describe as more athletic than Sony Michelle. The three That's, guys on that list. That is an insane comparison. David Montgomery, I think, is more athletic. And it's even funnier. That I don't know if you crazy. saw the clip from, uh, like, their training camp. David Montgomery was on like the um like the compression like rubber band type things to run and got absolutely yanked backwards by them. <laughs> so yeah, they never show you that part. They never show you that part where it all goes oh, wrong. It's so good. Um But there's your your NL East and Major League Baseball run differentials. Um I do have a very fun one because you know, just to remind everybody, we we brought run differential to the forefront uh, on this podcast a few years ago as being a, a stat you should care about. Um, and now all the big name outlets are talking about. Codify uh, tweeted this yesterday. Yes. Uh, run differential since Major League Baseball went to 30 teams in 1998. Can you guess where the Phillies are at uh, as of yesterday in run differentials since 1998? Out of 30, honestly, I would guess 24. They're actually 14th. I guess those, like, five really good years boosted us up. I would, uh, I would, I really would have guessed we were in the bottom third there because, I mean, 1998 to now, it's 25 years. Phillies have only been a good team. Six of those? Yeah. That's actually that's pretty surprising. Fourteenth at plus seventy two. I guess the Phillies were never like truly awful. Yeah. During that time, they were always just kind of middling. And I mean, oh six, like you still had Ryan Howard, Jimmy Rollins, Bobby yeah. Abreu. Um, and I mean, like twenty nineteen to now, like you had Bryce doing his thing, and um, but yeah, plus seventy two. They are the fourteenth uh, best, and after the Phillies is when every other team turns negative. Yeah, well, that's hard to say that's surprising. Which, surprisingly enough, the Oakland Athletics, since 1998, 
are one of the top teams in baseball with run differential. Moneyball, baby. Shout out to Mark McGuire. Yeah. Jose Canseco. The Oakland A's since 1998, plus 8.37 in the run differential category. It's unbelievable. That is Yankees leading the way at plus 3,146. Then it's the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Braves, and then the Cardinals. Astros, Cleveland at plus 1,053. Huh. Would not have had them in my at top all. 10. And then Oakland, then San Francisco, Toronto, the Angels at plus 481. Tough beat. The Mets at plus 216. The Cubs at plus 121, and then the Phillies at plus 72. Yeah. Crazy stat there. I would, I, I'm, I'm surprised we were as high up as we are, but tell you what, some good years will get you back. Yes. And in dead last at negative 2,661, even with back to back World Series appearances, Kansas City Royals. Yeah. <laughs> tough. It's a tough scene. The team's in the negative 1,000 plus club. Padres, Reds, Rockies, Tigers, Marlins, Orioles, Pittsburgh, and Kansas City. Goes to show you, even the Orioles who had a nice little stretch there. Tough existence. Yes. That is a tough existence. Um, so there's your, your run differential wrap-up for this week. Uh, let's dive into the Philadelphia Eagles and the NFL. Uh, it's brought to you by our pals over at Kenwood Beer, the official beer partner of Underground Sports Philadelphia. You can go to KenwoodBeer.com, use that all-new and improved Kenny Finder to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, and potentially soon Maryland, as they were uh, hinting at that. Uh, I mean, uh, a pairing of Jimmy Seafood and Kenwood Beer seems like one made in heaven. Uh, go to KenwoodBeer.com. you got to be 21 or older to do so, and of course, please drink responsibly. Uh you know, in fantasy football, Matt, we talk about the the no running back strategy. I'm loving the Eagles' uh, no punter strategy this season. Aaron Sipos cut. He was re-signed to the practice squad. Um, well, it's like in a fantasy draft on some platforms how you can not choose a kicker with your last pick. You can just go for, like, an extra kind of dart throw just to see, you know, if something changes in the next week. And then and I think that's what the Eagles are doing, which is very smart. I love very it. Very smart play. Um I think Eagles. the game is evolving to not have punters, actually, so just ahead of the curve. Eagles just anti for the brand, um, and I mean, rightfully so, because I think their weakest point last year was special teams across the board. I think a lot of people would say that. Aaron Sipos, big part of that. Um, here is the practice squad, though, uh, before we get to the, the 53-man. Devin Allen, Britton Covey, Makai Garner, Julian Good-Jones, Teron Jackson, Kyron Johnson, Tristan McCollum, Joseph Ngata, Brady Russell, Aaron Sipos, Brett Toth, uh, Ben Van Summeren, and then, of course, everybody's favorite uh, underdog, Greg Ward. That's your 13-man practice squad for now. And then your Eagles 53-man roster, your quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, Marcus Mariota, Tanner McKee. I mean, very surprising. You know, good job on Jalen Hurts making the roster. Gosh. There's a nail better there. I wasn't sure. Was Good on him, man. Young kid, worked hard, made the cut. Good for him. Earned it. Uh, your running back room, just four running backs. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, Rashad Penny, Boston Scott, DeAndre Swift. Your wide receiver room, just four wide receivers as well. Uh, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, and Olamide Zacchaeus. Then you go to the tight ends, which there are now four. 
Uh, it's Grant Calcaterra, Jack Stoll, Dallas Goddard, and then the Eagles swing a trade uh, with the Denver Broncos for everybody's favorite fantasy tight end darling, Albert O. Can't wait for the Philly dads to try to pronounce the, Albert O's last name. The breakout is this year, I think. So, why <laughs> stay tuned? Watch this space. Uh, then your O line: Landon Dickerson, Jack Driscoll, Fred Johnson, Lane Johnson, Cam Jurgens, Jason Kelsey. Jordan Mailata, Suo Opeta, and Tyler Steen. Your edge rushers, Derek Barnett, who is seeking a trade. Don't know when he will be traded, but don't know if he'll be on the roster uh, come week one. Who knows? Brandon Graham, Patrick Johnson, Hassan Reddick, Nolan Smith, Josh Sweat. Your D tackles, Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Moro Ojamo, who makes it as a seventh-round draft pick, uh, Contavious Street, Marlon Tui Pelotu, and Milton Williams, your linebackers, Zach Cunningham, N'Kobe Dean, Christian Ellis with two S's, um, your corners, James Bradbury, Mario Goodrich, Josh Job, Avante Maddox, Eli Ricks, who makes it as an undrafted free agent, Kelly Ringo, uh, who the Eagles just put a video out on their social media where Kelly Ringo was eating uh, garlic bread with a fork and knife. Okay. I mean, if you don't want to get your hands all buttery. That's what, that's what he said. So he was out to dinner with the Georgia boys, and they were like, you eat your bread with a fork and knife? He's like, I'm not trying to get garlic all over my hands. Hey, they have big napkins, but all right. <laughs> and then uh, the surprise uh, corner to make the Eagles roster, uh, Darius Slay. Yeah, that was, again, one on the one on the bubble. First four in. <laughs> Just made it. <laughs> Shout out the big play. Uh, and then your safeties, Reed Blankenship, or as everybody's calling him, Ed Reed Blankenship, uh, Sidney Brown, Terrell Edmonds, Justin Evans, and your special teamers, Jake Elliott, Rick Lovato. Uh, and then some of the, the players released um, across the board here that kind of stood out. Uh, Nicholas Morrow, who they signed in free agency. Um Josh Sills, who was claimed on waivers by the Colts, so he's reunited with Shane Steichen. Um, Freddie Swain. Kayvon Wallace was cut, who was claimed on waivers by the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Trey Sermon was waived. Um, and then Tyree Cleveland was waived with the uh, injury settlement as he got injured in the preseason. So not that I think Kayvon Wallace might be your biggest surprise cut. Uh, from the, the guys who didn't make the initial 53. Josiah Scott also cut um, a guy who's been on the roster the, the last couple years. But I think this Eagles team, for the most part, was pretty solid across the board from who you figured was going to make the team. Yeah. Kevin Wallace, by the way, uh, I will give you one guess where he ended up. Yeah, with Jonathan Gannon. Yes. The man is just a, a vacuum <laughs> Did you uh, did you see the other story uh, that kind of involves Jonathan Gannon here um, that came out today? This is from uh, Tisha Thompson from ESPN. Former Arizona Cardinals head coach Steve Wilkes testified that a team executive gave him a burner phone to communicate with former GM Steve Keim under orders from Keim and team owner Michael Bidwell during Keim's suspension, according to a deposition obtained by ESPN. For what? Like, what? <laughs> What was so important that they needed to like talk this this much and this discreetly? I mean, honestly, I don't I don't understand this. Wow, 
Also, just download the Signal app. It's encrypted. <laughs> like, Bidwell and other team executives communicated with Kime throughout his suspension for drunk driving, including while the Cardinals negotiated a three-year, $39 million contract extension with running back David Johnson. The NFL said at the, at the time it would not impose additional punishments against Kime after the team suspended him. It was a directive from Kime as well as Bidwell. Wilkes said in the deposition they both knew. Jesus. That's insane. And then uh, our good pal, Matt Panasonic DX4500 on Twitter quotes me and said, Gannon blew off the Super Bowl for a head coaching position he didn't even realize he was being used as a stopgap for. Yeah, well, have fun collecting that check, brother. He got one year. Jonathan Gannon, three wins. Come on down. We'll draft Caleb Williams and you will not get to coach him. Do you think Kyler's career is like, no, he'll get it. he'll get another shot. I I think he could. He still has talent, mm-hmm. um, and I think actually a team might get a decent deal on Kyler. I don't know who necessarily. Um, depends. I think it depends a lot in this season. Dolphins could uh, make a play there. You know, if Tua Bucks Bucks definitely could. Rams. I don't know what kind of draft capital they have. They <laughs> haven't picked in the first two rounds since like 2016. Well, so. I don't. I don't know if uh, Matthew Stafford could connect with Kyler Murray. To I think uh, Matthew Stafford takes a hit the wrong way this year. He's what a quote! Into, he's turning into dust. Uh, yeah, he can't connect with the young people because he has to be wheeled around the yeah. place. Why doesn't you know he and Stetson Bennett should just go play some bingo and. <laughs> Just relax. Yeah, Stetson Bennett and they uh, they remember the Great Depression. That's awesome. It's awesome that it's you know you don't see that many people from that generation still up and at them like that. It's really good to see. Good for them. Yeah, who else? Uh, who else is in need of a quarterback? Seattle. No, I think they're Post cool with Gino, Gino for for another year. I think they're they're fine with that. I don't think they they need to take that risk. Denver. <laughs> send Russ. Send, Ru- send Russ to the desert <laughs> to influence. <laughs> Drake Mayer, Caleb Williams. Patriots? Uh, that would never happen in a million years. Titans? I, Will Levis is seemingly below Malik Willis in the depth chart, so. Well, he's he's, he's got to uh, cut that Mayo weight. Yeah, well, <laughs> you get that sometimes. Uh I think Bucks are a good a good possibility, depending on how their season goes. But Washington? Not out of the realm there either, especially with uh that bozo who owns the team now. He does love it would be very on brand for him to go get the Ben Simmons of the NFL. Yeah, that's very that is very true. Oh man, um, the Kyler man, my room for three comes out in November, man. You just gotta <laughs> hang tight till then. <laughs> Whatever the opposite of quiet quitting is. <laughs> I love him, man. It's uh, so funny because he's like he could be such a great player, but yeah, just does not. Uh, I don't. know. Doesn't seem to have it. Whatever, uh, whatever it is. I, uh, you know, speaking of the Great Depression, I was in line uh, to get food at the Phillies game on Monday night with uh, my boy Joe, who was one of the people I went to the game with, and we were looking at how the Phillies have like the the painted like pennants behind the scoreboard and everything. First one is 1915, and then the Phillies didn't win another National League title until 1950. I was like, imagine being a kid in 1915. You grow up, 
You go to war with Joe DiMaggio and Ted Williams. Survive two world wars. And then just a couple years later is when you witness the Phillies win their second National League championship. Well, you know, that is truly the life of a... And then what, from 50 to... I think there was one in... What's the uh, what's the breakdown here? It's it's kind of just a once in a generation. Nineteen fifty and nineteen eighty. Yeah, I was gonna say I th- I thought it was from fifty to eighty. Like it's that's then, two. That's almost three generations actually. <laughs> and then eighty three, and then ninety three, oh eight, oh nine, and then twenty twenty two. Yeah, I mean you just do not get them all things. Ladies and gentlemen, sound the alarms. The boys are back from war, and the fighting Phils are headed to the World Series. Man, in between the Korean War films. <laughs> Unbelievable. What did you do? Oh, I was a background actor in the actual version of Platoon. Is, uh... Is the H man alive or <laughs> is he in Argentina? Yeah. <laughs> that was Do you a- know anyone named Adolf? <laughs> How's Normandy this time of year? <laughs> Unbelievable. Add Normandy to the shore towns of Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah. Fans. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh you know, we brought up that Cretan Joshua Harris. Uh did you see the quotes, Matt, of one Ben Simmons? No, I did not. Oh. I try and avoid Ben Simmons. Uh... I tried to as well, but somehow this infiltrated the timeline. It's brought to you by uh, our pals over at Trophy Smack. There's no better way to upgrade your fantasy smack talk than with our friends at Trophy Smack. Fantasy draft's still going on right before the season. you got about another week or so. Before everything kicks off, go upgrade your your fantasy trophies for your leagues. They got trophies, belts, turnover chains, rings, metal wall art, last place trophies. Trophysmack.com slash underground to upgrade your fantasy smack talk today. That's trophysmack.com slash underground to upgrade your fantasy smack talk. Um, Ben Simmons said that if he were to be traded again, the only place he would want to go is Philadelphia. <laughs> I... He said he considers Philadelphia a second home, and if things were to go down again, he would welcome a trade back to the Philadelphia 76ers. I miss you, and I love you. <laughs> I mean, come on. Christ almighty. The quote here. Have some respect for yourself. I'll always have love for Philly. People always ask me, like, if you were going to get traded again, where would you, where would you want it to be? I always say, just Philly. Philly is a second home to me. Well, buddy, you'd have to find a new house because, yeah, that one is occupado. Um, I mean, Daryl Morey has one of the has the ability to do one of the funniest things of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Brooklyn is like L.A., I guess, you know? <laughs> Man. I don't even know what I would do with myself. <laughs> I'm I'm just 
as soon as I saw this, I was like, I'm just waiting for the graphic that says, welcome back, Ben. No, thank you. Could not do it. <laughs> Could not do it. It would be the most well, I, I don't Sixers know, thing ever. I don't know what his mental state would be, because last time he was here, I mean, it was just he's having the worst time of his life. So, it's giving him back pain. So much distress. I could not believe when I saw that. Unbelievable. And I mean, it it didn't help me mentally either today when Nick Nurse throws out the first pitch at the Phillies game today. Took not a, a little, good omen. Took a little page out of the, the Bryce Harper school of pandering. Did the Kimbrel warm up and Kimbrel stance on the mound. He was wearing number 25 on his jersey. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing here? Read the goddamn room. <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, but yeah, let us know in the YouTube comment section if you are a certified sicko and would take Ben Simmons back on the Sixers after everything he put us through. Um, the Philadelphia Union Matt. They have their next match up against Toronto, and they are doing a great job on social media just trolling the ever-living shit out of Toronto Stadium. Um, expectations for this match in a, a game that the Union, quite frankly, should be able to take care of business and win. Yeah. Uh, back to uh, a little bit more of a standard lineup for them, like we've seen in years past, kind of going back sort of to like a midfield diamond like we've seen. From them, um, Carranza and Ura up top, Gazdag in the hole between them gives you a nice flashback to last year. Uh, you know, they've been uh, in a little bit of good verve, you know, working their way back into to league play. So, Toronto, one of the worst teams uh, in all of MLS. So, you, you should be, like you said, picking up a, a good result tonight and you're sort of starting to, to close down. Uh, you're locking down like one of the, the top seeds in the East. Uh, it's very, very tight. Uh, you know, was it four teams on 44 points right now? Uh, obviously, Cincinnati very likely to be finishing uh, top of the Eastern Conference um, and probably win Supporter Shield this year too. It's it's hard to see a, a 10 point gap getting close. But did that kind of come out of nowhere for them? Cincinnati's interesting, yeah. Like they've uh, and they've had a little bit in- instability. You know, they're they're again a lot of MLS teams are. are relatively new the union are technically relatively new mm-hmm. still you know in the grand scheme of things but um i know cincinnati like always gives us trouble yeah we not a team that we've played particularly well um yeah a team that's that's gone through uh like just some like turbulent times over the last few years as, as a lot of you know new teams will do i think this is only their their fifth season uh in mls um yeah this season i would say i don't want to say out of nowhere but um you know it's, it's always a little bit of surprise when teams that have recently joined the league find their way up at the top of the hill but st louis is you know an expansion team at the, at the very top uh you know we, we've seen it uh with, with plenty of teams before uh nashville atlanta um you know has, has one mls as a as a really new team lafc even you know is a, is a new team uh, all things considered like just uh kind of the way it goes sometimes but yeah i, I think uh a team that in, in years past too like defensively was a, a big issue in this year. They, they've been one of the better teams in all of MLS with that. Um, you know, Pat Noonan's a good coach and, uh, you know, he's uh, someone that I think should be considered potentially at the, at the USMNT level. Who knows? We'll see, but yeah, good stuff. 
I do think the crazy comparison part is the goal differential for Cincinnati and Philadelphia. They're almost identical, where uh, the Union have a better goal differential by two. They, both teams have scored the same number of goals. It's just the Union have three more losses as opposed to uh, three more wins that Cincinnati has, and Cincinnati has one more draw because they played played one more game overall yeah one thing that, that the union definitely have over Cincinnati they're very like reliant on Acosta like mm-hmm. he's like a main like creator and goal scorer Philly has like a, a pretty good balance of guys like any of those front three you can expect to score or assist on, on a given night um, and I think Gazag is on 17 straight penalties I think one more would tie the MLS record so uh, maybe we see that tonight. Who knows? But he is, unfortunately, the only time he hasn't been <laughs> great at penalties was in uh, uh, MLS Cup final last year. Uh, but you know, maybe uh, maybe our fortune changes season. But yeah, probably not top seed in the East, which is okay. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll move on. But should be getting the win tonight against Toronto. They're uh, like I said, one of the worst teams, and just talk about mismanagement <laughs> all the way around. <laughs> and I mean, Union right now, no score. Cincinnati down 1-0 to uh, Atlanta as we record this. So, I mean, if the Union can pull out a win, Cincinnati ends up losing to Atlanta. You're in a, a tie with Atlanta still. We shall see how it all plays out. Make sure you guys are following us on the socials at Underground PHI, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, threads, TikTok, all that good stuff. We're on every social media platform you can think of. Uh, follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castarina. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Leave a five-star rating and review. It goes a long way for helping this show continue to grow. Helps more people find Underground Sports Philadelphia. And uh, lets us do more dope stuff that we have a lot planned and in order to do it we need your help so subscribe and subscribe to the underground sports philadelphia youtube channel youtube.com slash at underground sports philadelphia that's where you get full video episodes of this show twice a week full video episodes of every podcast on our network uh live streams original video content it all goes down on our youtube channel we're at 533 subscribers as of this recording let's get to like 550 going into september uh, let's keep the subscriber train rolling. YouTube.com slash at underground sports, Philadelphia. Be sure to get your merch at PHI apparel.co use code underground for 10% off any and all merch orders. And of course this podcast presented by the city of Vineland and whether you're a company looking to expand, relocate, or you're a new business startup, selecting the right location is critical to your success. Vineland, New Jersey offers both an affordable business location and an excellent quality of life. The city's economic development department is a one-stop source for moving your project through the development and approval process, and their goal is to make this process as smooth as possible and to provide the fastest turnaround times in the region. If you're considering potential locations for your operation, contact the Vineland Economic Development Team at 856-794-4100. That's 856-794-4100. Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. And big thank you to Security 21 Security Systems and Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated for their continued support of this podcast. This has been episode number 564 of Underground Sports Philadelphia, presented by the city of Vineland. For Matt, I'm KB. We'll catch you guys this weekend going into a a wild one uh, with the Phils, seeing how things go go down in Milwaukee. DJ will be here in studio as we get set for uh, 
PLL quarterfinals up at Gillette Stadium uh, on Labor Day. But until then, we're getting the heck up out of here, and we are signing off. Peace. I'm a